Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 44, Life is an Illusion with Jack Pransky. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Changeable. In today's episode, I talk with Jarek Pransky, who is one of my favorite teachers of this new paradigm. And we talk about the illusory nature of life. So what the heck does that mean? I mean, there's life. We're living it, right? Our feelings aren't illusions. Our thoughts aren't illusions. We're living them. We feel them. And I totally get how sometimes a phrase like that flies out of my mouth and I'll look at the person I'm talking with and they look offended. Of course, you know, it's, it feels dismissive. It feels like it's discounting something. It feels like it's, it's, um, you know, in some way not validating our experience of life. And that's not at all how it, how we mean it. It's not really what we mean. And in some ways, maybe it is what we mean. So I thought it would be great to have Jack here um, to unpack this for me, with me uh, here in this episode. And that's what we do. Jack wrote the book, uh, Seduced by Consciousness, along with several, several books. Um, But I love that one. It's one of his newer ones. And it's really about this illusory nature of life, you know, how, how thought and consciousness work together to give us this incredible experience that we call life. But what is it really? So we talk about this great illusion in this episode. Uh, We talk about what it means for our opinions of ourselves, for our relationships, our habits, even those uh, glimpses that we catch of ourselves in a store window. You'll see what I mean when you listen to the episode. And especially listen when Jack talks about his center line. I think that's what he calls it. I love that part. How this new paradigm we share doesn't keep us centered, but it has this way of pulling us back to center faster and more easily the more that we see it. So there's so much good in this conversation with Jack. I floated through the rest of my day after we had this conversation, and I hope you will too. Hi, Jack. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hi, Amy. My pleasure. Yeah, it's great to talk with you. Um, I thought you would be the perfect person to talk with about uh, something that's that's been on my mind that I thought would be fun to explore, which is kind of what it means when we talk about an illusion or really the illusory nature of of life, of our experience, how it's illusory. Because it's one of those things that... Um, I can say it, sometimes I can hear it, and it just brings this feeling of relief and peace and like, oh yeah, it's not so real, it's not so serious. And and then other times, like I might be just saying it with a group of people and I'll see a face tighten or someone appear to have the opposite, you know, and it can bring on defensiveness. It can bring on people saying, what do you mean it's an illusion? Like this really happened. That's not an illusion or it can sound like we're discounting someone's suffering or their experience. So um, yeah, so I think that'd be a good thing to look at. So what, do, what does it mean to you? Like when you say, um, you know, that, there's, that our experience is illusory in some way, kind of what, is, what do you mean about that? Well, 
these days I'm seeing the um, principles very simply. And uh, I really see that there are only three things going on. There's whatever's happening in the outside world. Yes, stuff happens, no matter what it is, whether it be a situation or a circumstance or somebody tells us something or, you know, it's like, or something even with our physical bodies. Like, it's all in the outside world. Stuff happens. And then at this next level, we, in a sense, use the principles to make meaning of it for our lives. And uses in quotes, you know. So yeah. We're always using them whether we know we're using them or not. So, um, but that's, the, so whatever happens, there's like us making meaning of it for ourselves. And we, in a sense, live in the experience of whatever meaning we're making of it. And then, and then there's the, the essence of who we are underneath that all connected to the oneness of all things. So those three things are going on. Now, the illusion comes in in the middle, in the meaning that we're making of it, because everybody is going to make different meaning of it. So we will get a thought. We, you know, we have this tremendous gift of the power of thought. We can come up with anything. We come up with something or something comes to us, you know, it appears within all these possible layers of consciousness, levels of consciousness. And we, and then consciousness picks it up and makes it look and feel real, sends it right through the senses. So whatever we level we're looking out from is going to look absolutely real, feel absolutely real. Um, we're going to hear it from that level. It's going to taste absolutely real. It's going to smell absolutely real. It's going to just be real to us. But because it's just a particular level. We've made meaning of it at that level, and it could be any level. It's an illusion. So, hmm. I love the level talk, and again, that's something that is, it's, a, it's an illustration, right? Because I know people can kind of get in their heads and figure out which level they're at, but, but it's like it, it I can feel in what you're saying, like just in any given moment, based on what's all going on within us, anything we see, anything that we pick up from out in the world can show up in any way. Yes. And that's huge to see, really, because, you know, don't, isn't it interesting how Sometimes we just want to look out there. Like people will, will say, you know, yeah, but if that thing didn't happen, I wouldn't have had any of this experience. If I hadn't gotten fired, I wouldn't have had any of this, you know, and they want to look out there first. You know, it's easier. Yeah. You know, it's the easiest thing in the world to blame the outside world. Yeah. But the fact is, 
that whether people are blaming, if people are blaming the outside world, that's one of the levels. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a level to experience whatever's happening with. That's just a possibility. All of these things are equal possibilities. And that's where the illusion comes in. It doesn't even matter what's happening in the outside world because we are living with whatever we're making of it. And, and so it could be like what we would consider to be a horrible thing happening in the outside world. And it, it, it doesn't excuse the thing happening. I mean, if people are committing a crime or being involved with a rape or um, bullying or, you know, whatever that is, yeah. they've got to pay. What they're doing is, is um, real, you could say. However, it's based upon whatever their thinking is of whatever situation or circumstance or they grew up in. And so that's, that's the vicious cycle of it. it. When I say it doesn't matter what happens, I'm not trying to be flip. You know, some things that happen are horrible. Mm -hmm. But what makes even more difference is what we live with about it for ourselves. Yeah. Because that's who we've got, us. And we are living with whatever experience we are having of it. And we are inadvertently creating that experience with our own creative power of thought. And I know people say, well, I don't go out. I, you know, I can't help what comes into my head about it. Well, that's true. We don't know what thoughts are going to pop into our head and God knows where they come from. But. We're the ones who get to uh, decide whether we believe it or not. That's our creation. How seriously we take it, that's our creation. And, and seeing something about how all this works, just sensing it, again, not, not assuming that we're following it perfectly or that even as you and I talk about it, that we really get every step of the way mechanically. It's just a bigger feel for how that works. But like when we have that feel for how it works, the beauty and what I've seen anyway is that it, it kind of does matter a bit less because we also see that it's always updating. It's always changing. It, it's not like we need to wait for the world to change for us to feel better. Our mind's always changing. Well, what helps me is to know that it could be anything. Yeah. That, that's, for me, myself, that's even more important to, than knowing it could change. Like, even though that is important, it could be anything. Yeah. Like, all levels exist at once in any situation. And to, to see all possibilities at once. You, you don't have to know what all the possibilities are. You just see, could be anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting anything, you know. I could get anything. And I'm getting one thing right now. 
I'm getting one thing. It, it's real because it feels real. Can't talk anybody out of it because that level of consciousness looks so real. Yeah. But when you see could be anything, that's total freedom, total freedom. And so we're not necessarily stuck with the level we're seeing it at right now because it could be anything. Yeah. But the other thing is it gets, it gets a little tricky. Like what's reality and what's illusion? So uh, this happened to me two days ago. I was um, like, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling pretty young, you know, I'm feeling pretty vibrant. And, and the, and the reality is that, that my age is, is getting old. I'm getting old. Okay. Now I'm not thinking I'm getting old. I walk by a mirror and I say, who is that? Who is that old guy that's staring back at me? Because that is not who I'm feeling. And I'm thinking, what? What is this? So what am I seeing? Am I seeing the real me? Or am I seeing the illusion of me based on my thinking? I mean, is the mirror giving me a real reflection of, of me, like that that's reality? Yeah. Or am I getting whatever my thinking of, is of what's in the mirror? Yeah. Well, I'm getting whatever my thinking is of what's in the mirror. And so suddenly I thought, whoa, old, old guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And it shocked me, but that came from my own creation. I didn't go out of my way to create it, but it was my creation. So suddenly I get this old feeling. It's very humbling. Yeah. And so when you say my creation, you you didn't go out of your way. You didn't consciously do it. So it's, you just mean mine and that it's created within you. It's created within me. Yeah. It doesn't come from anywhere else. Even the thought that I don't know where it's coming from. If like God is sending me the thought, you know, or, or, um, the spirits or, you know, wherever, wherever are my, my, um, memory, you know, wherever the thought is coming from, once it gets there, it's mine. It's coming from me, through me, or whatever, but it's mine. I've got to own it. And that's, a, to, to me, that's, that's a beautiful thing because that's where my responsibility comes from. As, as long as we're blaming the outside world, are seeing that the outside world is the is the culprit, then we don't have to take the responsibility. But what happens if we do take the responsibility for whatever we're feeling? Whoa, that changes everything. And I don't mean that in a like a guilty way. I just mean it as 
well, okay, I'm feeling really crappy right now. Um, is that because of what's happened to me? Yeah. Or is it because of what I'm making of what's happening to me? Yeah. Huge difference. And we and we aren't we aren't making the meaning it consciously in any way, but but I think what you're saying is like we get to we get to wake up to it, right? We get to wake up to how it's being created, and that starts to change it. If we wake up to it, we're at a different level of consciousness automatically. Mm. Yeah, but even that's our creation. Yeah, you know, we, it's like. It's like seeing how thought, consciousness, mind work together to produce what we are experiencing. Yeah. So as soon as you see that big picture, you can't help but be at a different level of consciousness. I love, I mean, it's still just thinking about what you said a few minutes ago of like really sitting with, man, it could be anything. You mm -hmm. could have seen that reflection and thought, man, I look good today. You could have seen <laughs> that reflection and, and not even seen it. Yeah. You could have seen that reflection and who, you know, and a lot worse than how it was. Like, and to just really know that, like, that is so freeing. It's like we're kind of just flipping a coin with a lot of sides, with an infinite number of sides. And like, yeah. we're just getting whatever pops out. And it's always sort of in flux anyway. I mean, the only reality is 72 years have passed in my life. I mean, that's reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one would think that the way I look is the way I look. But, and that's reality. But I would never know what I really look like. See, that's the weird, that's the tricky, tricky, weird thing. Yeah. I would never know what I really look like. Nobody knows what they really look like because it's always filtered through our own thinking, coming into consciousness and creating that experience of what I look like. Yeah. That's very, that's the humbling part. Yeah, it is. And having worked with a lot of women with eating disorders and body issues and about all of that, yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's just... It's just huge. It just, and it's like the, the more we're, we're taken aback by what's being brought to life within us, the more, the more we don't like it usually, the more real it feels, you know? And yeah. I mean, just, there's just so much to that. And we forget, that's where it's so helpful to see, man, that's getting your attention. That tight feeling that, ooh, I'm getting old or, ooh, I shouldn't look this way or whatever it is, that tight feeling is, wake, is, is there to help us wake up. Now, like you said, sometimes we wake up and sometimes we don't, but it's there. Yeah. Or at least, at least it allows us the possibility yeah. of waking up to yeah. it. Or we could be bummed out about it. E equal possibilities. Yeah. Or we could be truly happy about it. It's all equal possibilities. That to me is the most humbling thing. Yeah. yeah. Here I am bummed out about something and there are all these possibilities. 
Now, here's another interesting wrinkle on the situation. So I thought of this when you told me what topic you wanted to um, talk about. And this thing that happened to me a long time ago popped into my head. So I'm doing this three principles training on a, um, an Indian reservation in the Midwest. This was the Red Lake tribe, Red Lake reservation. So, and I'm, and I'm talking about the three principles. I'm up in front of the room with all these native Americans in the audience. And one guy said, that he always wanted to be a baseball player. And he apparently was a really, really good baseball player. So he says to me, so are you saying that if I think that I'm a, that I'm a great baseball player, then I will be, or then I am. If I think I'm a great baseball player, then I am. Is that what you're saying? So it took me aback. The question took me aback. And I, like, I started wandering pacing the <laughs> pacing the room you know in front of the room and you know trying to not trying to gather my thoughts but just reflecting on what it was and then it came to me and i said if you think that you're a really good baseball player and you go to a tryout like for the major leagues and you like do everything perfectly you're going to walk away thinking you're a great baseball player and if you go to this same tryout and you make a ton of errors and you can't hit a thing, you're going to go away thinking, I'm a great baseball player, but I had an off day. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's self-fulfilling. Yeah. Whatever happens, we convince ourselves that the way we're seeing it is right. Yeah. So that's the illusion. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It really helps because... Because we've all had that experience so much, you know, and it, and it kind of speaks to that. Like, yeah, but what about when outside reality flies in the face of what I'm thinking? Well, we think differently. <laughs> then you see outside reality differently, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. So the levels of consciousness, like as our consciousness kind of rises and falls, how do you see that? I mean, do you see that as something that like, like it is kind of just rising and falling all the time or, or, yeah. I see with every thought, with every new thought, it rises or falls. Mm -hmm. Every new thought. Because I think what happens is consciousness, at least, at least in this form, consciousness is vibration. So if we get a, a thought of fear, say, it's going to start vibrating in our consciousness at a particular level. And that's what I, where I believe our feeling comes from, is it vibrates at that level. And then if we have a thought of neutrality about the same thing, like, like uh, I think I was talking about this at the conference. So fairly recently, um, I went to Peru. I was supposed to do a training there. And they wouldn't let me in <laughs> to their country because my pay passport was expiring in, in um, five and a half months instead of six months. Mm -hmm. So they put me in custody in the airport and they wouldn't let me 
go into their country, they said I had to fly back to Miami and get my passport taken care of. Well, at first, I was like, I was, I panicked, you know, so I had a panic thought. Yeah. What am I going to do? I was, I was supposed to be training with my partner. It was the first time that she'd ever done the three principles training. She was nervous about it as it was. I might not be able to get back. She might have to do the whole thing herself. <laughs> People were mostly coming to see me because I wrote these books and somehow I've got a name, you know, and like, so it's all this stuff. And then like, I went through a whole bunch of other emotions about it. And then I remember I actually got on the plane to fly back to Miami and I thought, oh, well, I mean, like, what can you do? It's just an experience. It's just a situation. Yeah. And then my entire experience of it changed. That's why it's an illusion. Because nothing about the situation changed. Yeah. And one minute I was completely bummed out, completely in fear, panicking about it. The next moment it's like, oh, well. Does, does seeing something about how this works, which is what we, what we do and what we've devoted our lives to, helping people see something about how this works, do you think that makes it, I mean, this is probably not a fair question, but like, did, did that make it more likely for you to be able to be on the plane and say, and arrive at, oh, well, again, not that you did that, but do you know what I mean? I could not imagine, knowing what I was like before I saw the principles. Yeah. I cannot imagine letting go of it like that. Yeah. Okay. I know that I would have been, I would have been furious. I would have been really, really angry. And I would have kept that with me throughout the, the entire, like going to get my expedited passport yeah. all the way through coming back on the plane and getting back in the country again. Yeah. I would have been really pissed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's my experience too. But it's a weird thing to talk about because it's like all we know is we've just steeped ourselves in seeing how life works in this way. And it sure seems like it's made a huge difference. <laughs> now, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you got on the plane and did something or, you know, like it just, it seems, again, this is probably something we can't explain, but it just seems like those levels are just more fluid or things kind of just move through more quickly the more we see about this. Well, it came to me, and, and of course, I never know, you know, the reason I think it came to me is I, is I have something in the back of my mind about how it really works. Yeah. And that is so ingrained in me, like seeing life that way, that I will... It's almost like, I've never thought of this before. It's almost like my center line. It's like, like my daughter went to the Barbara Brennan School of Healing and, and she says that there's a hara line, right? An energy line, like right through the middle of the body. And it's supposed to be like solid and straight and everything. And some people's lines get crooked and, and they have to like, you know, help the line be straight. Well, this is like, this is the straight line, you know, and 
I will go off. Like I'll get upset. I'll get angry. I'll get worried. I'll get bothered. But I can't stay there that long now. Because I really know how it works. So it always comes back to, and again, this is very humbling because you go off. It's always something that brings me back to the center. It's almost like I can't stray too far because I've got a tether of some kind to the center. Mm-hmm. Never thought of that before. Yeah, no, that's that's a really cool way of thinking of it. And I think that it, I mean, that's my feels like it's similar to my experience as well. It's like, um, when you when you have like you said back in the back of your mind it doesn't mean you're thinking it doesn't mean you're not fully caught up in whatever consciousness is bringing to life no matter how that feels right but it's yeah. like it's not it's not lost like what you deeply know isn't lost it's in the back of your mind and there's just something that feels like it kind of protects you in a sense like you're yeah. you're in it but you're not as in it as you could be in it right yeah exactly yeah that's so true. cool. So cool. I love our it. consciousness is shifting because of our thinking. And, and that's why we're getting vibrations at those different levels that we feel mm. is because we're getting a new thought. Like, oh, well, was a new thought. Yeah. And then I'd have moments where I'd get worried again. And then I'd think, oh, wait a minute, that's nothing. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. What is a worry going to solve anything? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so even the worry kind of showed up at a different level of consciousness where it, it wasn't as gripping as it might have been in the past. It's like, well, you feel it. No, I'd, I'd say the worry came in gripping, but then it, it's immediately followed by another thought so fast that you think it's the same thought. Mm. It really isn't. It's just yeah. boom, boom. You know, much yeah. quicker than that. Yeah. And, and it's, well, that doesn't mean anything. You know, yeah. we can only get one thought at a time. They just happen really, really quickly. So lightning fast that we don't see it. But we're going to get a different feeling instantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so great. Um, it makes me think of, you know, when people say even just all in terms of the sensory data we get, how much sensory data we get all the time in a second, right? I don't know what it is. Millions of bits of sensory stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, clearly we're not attuned to all of that. We couldn't possibly be. So it just kind of parallels this conversation, right? Of like, mm-hmm. same with thought. We're getting so much thought all the time, one at a time, but tons of it in a quick, yeah. quick chunk of time that... Mm-hmm that where we land and what comes to life and what, where we settle in on and for how long and all of that, I love just just being in the feel of it, just being like, hey, it's kind of just up for grabs. So why would we take any of it that seriously, right? Yeah. It's all so incredibly biased. It could never be published in a journal. It could <laughs> never be peer reviewed. <laughs> like it is the most contaminated kind of thing in the world, you know? And so why yeah. do we take it so seriously? Well, uh, it's a good question, but even when we know this stuff, yeah, we still take some things very seriously, yeah, and that has to do with blind spots, mostly. 
And blind spots are only thinking that we don't know that we're doing that is hidden from us and gets repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, you would think we would catch on because it gets repeated over and over and over again, but you know, but we're blind to it. Yeah. And everybody has those things and they're different for everybody. And that's where people who know the principles are not seeing the principles in action. Happens to every one of us. Yeah. Nobody's immune. Sid Banks wasn't immune. Do you think those blind spots become more visible though, as we see more about, like, is that another thing in terms of like your center line that it's like you're blind, you still have blind spots, everyone does, but does it, do they feel different? That's a really good question. I'm not sure I really know the answer to that because we're blind to it until we can see it. Now, somebody else might point it out and we still might not see it. But we might get a new insight about something that we've never seen before. And that's when it will change for us. Mm. So it's tricky. Yeah. We're blind to a blind spot. Yeah. Nobody else can understand why we're getting caught up in this particular thing. You know, we're supposed to know the principles. Why are we getting caught up in this? But it's because we're blind to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like the, like, like we were saying earlier, the feeling of it is there. It, again, if we notice it and wake up to it, we do. Sometimes we don't. But, but a blind spot, a lot of times, is going to cause us some sort of trouble, right? Some trouble in the world or some pain or suffering or something. So, so that's the other thing, it seems like, that if we, we might not see through our blind spot in terms of content or where we're getting stuck or what we're thinking, but if we kind of know by that feeling, you know, like we know a heaviness is in us. We know heaviness. Given what we know, we know that heaviness means we're in the illusion. Yeah. Now, there's a, I'm not that good, honestly. <laughs> Being honest, I'm not that good at catching feelings in the moment. For me, I have to kind of be with the feeling without, without knowing what's going on. Yeah. Like suffer for a little while. Yeah. And, then, and then like I go away from it and then it's, oh my god you know then i see it yeah then i see the feeling was really trying to tell me something but i didn't see it at the time yeah so i'll see it afterwards i'll see it after the fact more than in the fact yeah that makes sense but we still see it i mean we and we see it i would have to imagine quicker than if we didn't know any of this no like doing it to us we see it a lot quicker yeah, I mean, I can only you know use the way I, that I was in my life as as a as a comparison factor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really used to hang on to things for a really long time, and now I don't, except where I have blind spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation, Jack. It's so fascinating. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah, me too. Well, it's been a pleasure. Okay, so I have a few live events coming up in the near future, and two of them are especially soon. I know I've mentioned them here on this podcast before, but I'm running my Transformation Along the Vertical Dimension live workshop here in Michigan, May 31st through June 2nd, and also in London, 
June 28th and 29th. The Michigan event has, as of today, four seats available before we hit room capacity. So that one is coming up quick and it's almost full. The London event is still six weeks out, but that's coming up so quickly too. I can't wait to go to London. I'm bringing my whole family. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, I'm really excited to get to do this workshop twice, to do it for people here and to finally get over to London to do a live workshop because people have been asking me to for a while now. So to find out more about either of these, same workshop, two locations, go to dramyjohnson.com slash live 2019. And I'd love, love, love to see you there.